Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we are reading Nehemiah 8. But before we dive in, a quick announcement. December 3rd at 5.30 p.m., Join the Journey is taking over the Watermark Prayer Service, a prayer gathering, and we would love to see you there all year long. You listen to our voices, and we know you're out there listening somewhere. But for most of us, we've never gotten to meet each other, and the team would love to meet all of those who've been reading along with us this year and celebrate what God has done through his word as he's taught us and sharpened us and encouraged us all year long and then pray expectantly for him to move in 2024. So we'd love to see you December 3rd at 5.30 p.m. in the chapel at Watermark Dallas. But all of that said, that's December. Today we are in Nehemiah 8. And I am here with the one and only Jeff Ward. Hey, good to be here. So glad to be with y'all. So glad to have you here, Jeff. For those who don't know you, would you share a little bit about who you are, what God's done in your life, and then what you're up to today? Okay. Well, I grew up for the most part in Oklahoma, was in a ministry family. So by God's grace, came to faith at a really early age. I've got a lot of uh, Bible you know, foundation then, but I did sort of drift into sort of a performance-based uh, you know, legalism there mm-hmm. and the Christian walk felt a lot for me like the don'ts, kind of avoid the big sins. And later on, many years later, uh, you know, had some just tremendous men who discipled me, taught me how to read the Bible, taught me about God's grace and really showed me the Christian walk was a lot about the do's. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's a little bit of my journey in a nutshell. Got to move. Uh, we, well, uh, went to law school, uh, married my high school sweetheart. We yeah, moved, you did. We Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> Uh, and we moved to Dallas and uh, started practicing law, did that for about 14 years, um, got connected to Watermark in 2002 when we were just a small congregation meeting at Lake Highlands High School. Love it. Fell in love uh, with the church and the people and um, been on this journey ever since. And, you know, really 2007, got to go on an international trip with Watermark and really showed me God at work in a really different context. Mm. And so I tell people, it's like getting glasses for the first time, came home and saw all the same people, the same things, but saw God at work here in some really cool ways. And so one thing led to another, I white knuckled vocation and put it on the table. And then an opportunity opened up here at Watermark to come on staff and lead our outreach and missions efforts. I love it. And y'all have a big initiative that's just kicking off yesterday. Yeah, we do. You know, this is a great time of year to be thinking about incarnation and Jesus coming uh, to save the world. And so we're going to do an international focus. Um, You've probably already heard about it if you were at church on Sunday. And we're going to get to focus on an area of Southeast Asia with a really amazing partner. It's a very strategic and unreached part of the world with nearly a billion people Mm -hmm. in this particular area. And so our ministry partner is planting churches and God is up to some amazing things. That's awesome. Jeff, what service do you typically attend? I go to the four o'clock. Okay, the four o'clock. So if you are at the four o'clock and you want to see a picture of Jeff's dog, his schnauzer, right? Yes. Find him there. You can meet him in person. Love Make you. a big church feel small. You bet. I'll bring I, Riley and she'll be barking. You'll, you, <laughs> you'll, you'll find her. If you hear a dog bite, bark during the 4 p.m. Hope not bite. Hopefully not bite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but all that said, we got to get to Nehemiah 8. So, no. Jeff, I know you have three takeaways from this chapter. What are they? What did God teach you? What did uh, you see? 
I'm just super encouraged by this chapter. I think it's there's a lot of practical insight for us uh, here. And, you know, Nehemiah is one of my favorite books. And just as we think about as churches, we do outreach and we think about community development. I mean, this really is a terrific roadmap for us. And, you know, Nehemiah gets credit a lot as this, you know, wall builder and community developer, but he's a lot more than that because he knew that transformed hearts really transform communities. Mm. And so he is constantly through this book, encouraging the people, encouraging the leaders, talking about how they even loan money to each other and how they care for the poor. And so I love it because there's some really practical things here. The first point really is that Nehemiah connects his faith and work. We talk a lot about as believers, how does God care about our work? Does he care what we do? And so what I love is even out of the gate in verse one, he says that all the people gathered as one man into the square before the water gate. And so, you know, um, even as he uh, is launching a new community that they have built and they've struggled against opposition, he's putting worship really at the middle of the marketplace. In fact, it says that he built a platform for this purpose mm. so that Ezra could stand up and read the word. And so what I love about that is it's, it's central, his worship, his faith, it's important it's visible to everyone. This is not your typical ribbon cutting, you know, at a new development, but it's a spotlight on God uh, and not him and how sure. he's built this community. Totally. I loved when you said transformed hearts transform communities. What is the the more personal application of this? Yeah, I think so. I think as believers, we can kind of get into this mindset of, man, we're doing good work. We want to do good deeds. We want to be salt and light. But at the end of the day, not our ulterior motive is to share our faith or bring Mm -hmm. people to Christ, but it is our ultimate motive. Ultimately, we can feed and care for people. But if we don't care about their their eternity Mm -hmm. and their hearts, then we're missing it. Sure. Sure. And then I I think it's funny, um, this, the first few verses where they you know, they're talking about um, all the people were attentive to the book of the law and yep. stood on the platform they had made for this purpose. And, you know, from morning until midday. Oh, and yeah. So, you know, I've got three. ADHD. So, you know, I get a little twitchy if a sermon goes beyond 30 minutes. So I was thinking about this, you know, this morning and just imagining what that would be like. I mean, a lot of us do. Like we're sitting there at church and we're ready for lunch. We're looking at the clock like, (laughs) I'm getting hungry, John T.A. That's right. That's right. Well, I grew up Baptist. And so, you know, we had to beat the Methodist to the cafeteria. So we we had to get out of there. But the application really, I think that's important for us out of these first few verses is that, you know, there's really no sacred secular divide. I Mm. think a lot of us have trouble connecting Sunday with Monday. and, And as Nehemiah and Ezra are showing us, man, our work really matters to God that we put him at the center of it. Um, And one of the fun parts about my job here at Watermark is that I get to work with people in all kinds of vocations, from Mm -hmm. teachers to educators to plumbers to architects to lawyers. And they are constantly asking, how can I use my vocation? How can I impact the kingdom? How can I love and serve my city through my vocation? And so it's really, really fun. That's so fun. What's the second, the second takeaway? You know, I love how Nehemiah connected good works and good news. And the good news, you know, then was about who God is. And so, you know, verse five, Ezra opens the book in the sight of all the people. Verse six is that he blessed the Lord, this great God. And then they really helped the people to understand the mm-hmm. law. They read from the book. 
clearly. They gave meaning to it. And so I think, you know, a lot of times we hear about random acts of kindness. And I sure. I think that's funny because as believers, really, there are no random acts mm. of kindness. We're to be thoughtful. We're intentional. To be intentional. That's a great word. And so, you know, I love how he connects uh, good news and good works. It's really like two wings of the airplane. And it's really how we think about when we love and serve people in our community. We always want to connect those two things, and we want to be able to share the why uh, behind our service. You know, Matthew 5, 16 says, you know, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who's in heaven. So the spotlight is not on us, it's on God. And so I love how Nehemiah and Ezra are constantly pointing people to this great God uh, and making sure that they understand the kindness of God and giving them the law. I love it. What's the third? Your third takeaway. That Nehemiah led them in joy, Mm. um, which always includes for him and for us a provision for the poor. And so, you know, as they're understanding the scripture, as they're understanding who God is, they rightly understand their own sin and their own brokenness. And so they're weeping. And, you know, Nehemiah and Ezra then say, yes, that's right, but let's now move into joy. And the famous phrase, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so helps them see how they can feast to the glory of God. And then in the same breath, how they can care for the poor out of the provision. So it goes on to say that, you know, go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready for this day is holy to our Lord. And so the joy of the Lord is their strength. Nehemiah constantly is talking about care for the poor. And so there's just a great application out of this that we want to serve the poor out of joy. Mm-hmm. You know, our motives really, really matter. And so uh, we don't have a Messiah complex, like we're coming because they need something that we're bringing to the table. We're recognizing our own sin, our own brokenness. We're operating out of an overflow of God's grace and mercy in our own hearts. Absolutely. And so then we can honor and respect the Imago Day mm-hmm. and the people that we're serving. And so our motives really matter. And I think that's a great uh, lesson from Nehemiah. I love it, Jeff. Any final thoughts? I, I love this book. I think it's got a lot for us. Um, it really drives how we think as believers as we love and serve those around us. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for being here. Thank you all. Grateful. Absolutely. See you guys December 3rd. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.